Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Everybody needs the peace of God. It doesn't matter if you're a student. It doesn't matter if you're an adult. We all go through battles in life, and we all go through situations where, where sometimes we lose that peace. Sometimes we forget to, to hold on to that peace. And so it's so important that every single person knows about that peace. And so tonight we're going to talk about that. And um, in the Bible, there's, there's a couple different types of, of peace. There's the shalom peace that you hear a lot in the Hebrew, and that is, that is the tranquility. That's the, the peace that we usually talk about. But I'm, I'm going to be talking to you about, about the, the kind of peace that you find when you just stand still, when you rest, when you stop trying to fight your battle, and you let God fight your battle for you. We, we all have battles to fight. We all have situations in our life that are coming to steal our peace, coming to steal our joy. And we're going to look at Exodus chapter 14. And I'm going to read a couple verses for you that they're just powerful verses. And this is right after Moses brought the Israelites out of Egypt. Uh, starting in verse 13, it says, And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the NIV actually says, The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. This kind of peace that it's talking about is actually the 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 decision to remain still, the decision not to fight the battle yourself, not to rely on what you can do, but to sit back and trust God. And and there's a peace that you'll find when you do that. The Amplified Version actually says, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. Those two things, they, they go hand in hand. This peace is a kind of rest. It's, it's the kind of rest that you find when you, you stop trying to fight the battle and you choose to fully rely on God and fully trust in God. And, and we often have a problem with this. Just as, as a human being, we have a problem with not trying to fight for ourselves because there, there's something about not being able to be in control of the situation that we don't like. I hate not being in control. I, I hate not being the driver of the car because I, I can't make sure that we're going the right way. I can't make sure that we're going the speed limit, that we're not going to get pulled over. I, I hate not being in control. And so sometimes it's so hard for us to just sit back and let God be the one that, that's steering that car. Be, let him be the one that is in, in control and the one that is fighting those battles. God wants to fight your battle, but you have to let him. He doesn't need your help with the fight. He doesn't need your assistance. We're not, do, we're not fighting with God. We're, we're not tag teaming with him. It's not God's going to fight for a little bit, but then you can fight for a little bit. No, there's, there's no either or right here. It's God fights your battles because they're not your battles to fight because God is the one that's victorious. God is the one who's fighting for you. God's the one that's always going to win. He's the one that always has the victory. And we have to make the decision to stand back and let God fight our battles for us. In other hands, stop, stop trying to get involved. It's, it's like, I don't know, if you, any of you have your driver's license. All right, teenagers, ever ridden with your parents, right, when they're teaching you? Have they ever reached across and grabbed the steering wheel? Yeah, yeah okay. All right, so I'm, I'm a good company right here. And they think that grabbing the steering wheel is going to help, right? When in reality, they're actually making it worse by, like, steering you all the way across the road, right? I was, um, so I, I had a, a great-grandmother who was just an amazing woman of God. And today actually would have been her 101st 
first birthday. I saw that on Facebook today. It was super cool. She passed away, I believe, three or four years ago when she was around 97 or 98. Just lived an incredible uh, a life reflecting God. And, and it was, I loved her so much. It was, she was such an incredible woman. And, and one time when I was around 10 or so, uh, I was driving her golf cart with her in it. All right. And, and she's like in her 80s at this point. And She's fearing for her life because I'm this 10-year-old. We, we go out on the back roads, and uh, they, they have this beaver pond. that Erin actually knows what beaver pond I'm talking about because she grew up right by my great-grandma in Florida. Crazy, anyway, coincidence. So she knows what beaver pond I'm talking about, and, and I pull off the road towards the beaver pond uh, so that I can actually reverse and go back the other way. And, and I start to pull off, and my grandma thinks that I'm going into the beaver pond. So she reaches her foot over and starts trying to hit the brake, but what she does is she hits the gas, and we lose control, and we actually go into the beaver pond. All right, keep in mind, my grandma's like late 80s, like she old, all right? <laughs> and so, so, so luckily we didn't like sink or anything, you know, we just kind of got stuck at the, the entrance to the pond. So I had to hike like two miles back up to the house to get my dad to come and tow us out. We don't like to not be in control. We don't like to sit back and let other people steer, let other people drive. But you've got to make the decision in life that, that you, you can't direct this thing with God. You can't drive this, the same vehicle that drives God, I mean, that God is driving. You've got to sit back and you've got to let God take care of everything for you. You've got to let him fight your battle. And you will find peace like never before. So we just read this verse in Exodus, and this was, again, right after uh, Moses delivered the Israelites from Egypt, but they're not out of the, they're, they're still being pursued by the Egyptians. Uh, God did all these amazing things. He sent these plagues. He rescued them. He brought them out of Egypt. Um, and, and at the beginning of, of this chapter, it tells us that they start to make camp at this place, and this place that they make camp at is between a fortified city of the Egyptians, and it's between the Red Sea. And, and then all of a sudden, they start seeing the Egyptian army approaching them. So they're not in a good position. You know, they're surrounded by doom. Like, where, whichever way they turn, there, there is no hope for them. But in verse 13, it says, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. I'm going to give you three things about peace that we all need to hold on to and that we all need to remember, especially when the battle's raging and, and we don't always see the answer and see the, the way out. But the first thing is that peace is now. Peace is now, he says, which he will accomplish for you today. You see, they, they weren't in, in the best place. Their campground wasn't a great campsite. They were facing danger on every side. But Moses told the people when they got afraid, he said, no, peace is for you today. The salvation of the Lord is for you today. It, we often think that sometimes peace was a moment in the past that we had, or, or maybe sometimes it's, it's a, a moment in the future that we can achieve if we work hard enough, if we behave well enough, if we do all the right things, and maybe one day we can experience peace. But no, peace, it, it's not dependent upon the season of life that you're in. It's not dependent upon the situation you're in. It's only dependent upon God. Your peace comes from God. And the Israelites, they actually kept, they kept looking back to Egypt. Once they saw this army approaching, they got afraid, and, and they actually went on this rant right here that I'm going to read to you because it's almost comical for us to look at this. But when they're in that situation, I mean, it, it makes sense why they would talk like this. But if we back up a little bit in Exodus 14, verse 10, it said, As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord, and they, my ink messed up, and they 
said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? So now they're blaming, there's like a million Israelites right here, and they're blaming Moses for making them come out of Egypt, for rescuing them from slavery, and they're basically telling him that you just got us all killed. This is all your fault. It's so weird that, that they're all of a sudden against Moses in this, and they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here uh, to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? The Israelites were looking back to the place that they were enslaved, they, they were looking back and, and they were glamorizing the, the, the place of slavery that they were in. They were actually like misremembering how good they had it because it wasn't good. They were being beaten. They were, it was not a good situation. But you've got to make the decision that your peace is not going to be dependent upon the time, the season that you're in. It's not dependent upon the circumstance. You can have peace in every situation. Amen. You can have victory now. You don't have to wait for years down the road. You don't have to look back to the past. Victory is yours. You can have peace now. I have a lot of friends from high school who uh, occasionally when I, I meet up with them, um, not a lot's changed for them. I, y'all, y'all probably know those people that maybe you've grown up with or maybe you've known a long time that, that things have just never changed for them. And I, I talk to these people and they say things like, oh, back, back when we were in high school, like we had it good, like this was good. Or, or sometimes they say things like, someday I'll get to a place where you know, my life is not a mess. Some of them are in the same relationships that are broken. Some of them are in the same, they're, they're still hopping from job to job trying to figure out. Some of them are, are still in college, which is, it's great that they're going to college. But also we, I, me and Brenda, Ooh, Brenda, are you in here? We just talked about this. We're coming up on our 10-year reunion. We're old too, man. That's rough. But some, some of my friends are, are still going to school for, for their degree because they just don't know what they're doing in life. And when you decide to have peace right now in this situation, your, your life will do nothing but improve. It'll do nothing but, but get better. I don't want to be the same person 10 years from now that I am today. I'm definitely not the same person I was 10 years ago, much less a year ago. I want to continue to grow. I want to continue to see God's victory in my life. I want to continue to see his blessing, but it all starts with having peace, with being still and trusting God to fight your battles for you. Because when you do that, then your circumstance will start to change. Then you'll start seeing the hand of God on your life, but, but you've got to decide to have peace. The second thing about peace is that peace is surrender. Back in that verse, it says, the Lord will fight for you, all right? It's, it doesn't say, again, it doesn't say that you'll fight with God. It doesn't say that there's this cooperation here between you and God. No, God will fight for you. That's what God does. He fights your battles for you. But the Israelites decided that they would rather live a life full of slavery and oppression than to face this situation that they couldn't control, to to face an outcome that they couldn't determine whether or not that it would happen. People like to fight battles for themselves because they often feel like it's their responsibility or or that it's their battle to fight. But you've got to realize that this will help free you if you can realize that, that the battle actually isn't yours to fight. The battle is actually God's. And, and this will take a lot of pressure off you to have to fight your battles yourself because when you realize that it's not actually your battle, that it's not actually about you, then you'll have so much more peace when you give it to God to fight for you. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15, this was when the Israelites were actually in another battle. And God said, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. 
the battle wasn't theirs, it was God's. Now in the physical, it looked like this battle was theirs because it was their enemies, it was their fight, but it was actually God's battle. God saw the fight. God saw people attacking his people and he took it personally. He realized that, no, they're not attacking you. They're attacking me. You know, when, when, when the enemy tries to come at you, when he tries to steal, kill and destroy your life, God takes that personally. It's not an attack on you. It's an attack on God. When you're being attacked, God is the one that's really being attacked. Your battles are actually a personal attack on God. Listen for a second. The devil's completely defeated. Like his fight, his fight is over. He's got nothing on God. He, he, he can't hold a, a candle against God. He can't, he can't get anything on God. He can't win. God has already defeated Satan. The devil is already defeated. There's nothing that the devil do, can do to have a victory. And he knows that he can't win a fight against God. And so I believe that that's why he chooses to go after you. I believe that's why he chooses to attack God's likeness on this earth because you are a reflection on, on God. And, and the devil thinks that if he can maybe somehow get a victory on you. Maybe if he can get the upper hand that he can actually win a fight against God. And so you have to decide that you're not going to let him win, that you're not going to let yourself be defeated, that you're going to sit back and let God fight your battle for you. He thinks that he can take God down by attacking you. Uh, I, again, I'm, I'm telling another story about my grandma. We've got an awesome theme here. Grandmas are awesome, right? How many of you have an awesome grandma? All right. A lot of you, right? Uh, so I tell a lot of stories about my grandma because she's got a lot of stories to be told about her. Uh, but uh, she, does, she does real estate. So I, I guess, I don't, I don't know, maybe in that business, maybe there's the tendency for some people to get upset. I don't, I don't really know the details of real estate. I don't know how it works. But I know one day, just out of the blue, I, I had this random guy message me on Facebook. And it was just a, a one-sentence message. I don't know how he found me. He had to have, like, gone and stalked my grandma's Facebook and, like, just found somebody with the same last name and, and messaged them. But he sent this message, something to the effect of Maxine Ammons is one of Satan's own. And I'm, I, I just, my blood just boiled right there. Like I was so angry. Like I'm like, you do not talk about my grandma like this. I don't know who you are. I don't care what you've, what, what she's done to you. But, but he thought, he thought that, that because he couldn't get anything against my grandma, because he couldn't do anything to her, he thought that by coming after me, he was somehow winning a fight here. He was somehow winning a victory. Listen, God's trying to come at you. He, I mean, the devil's trying to come at you. He's trying to steal from you. He's trying to, to, to kill you because he thinks that if he can get something on you, then he can get something on God, but you can't let that happen. You've got to let God fight your battles for you. I, I taught this guy a lesson, though. I, I blocked him, right? I mean, that was, I, was, I, was, I blocked him. I, he'll never say that about my grandma again. Uh, <laughs> the fight's not about you, though, so don't for a second think it is. Don't take it personally. The fight's not your fault. <laughs> the fight's not because of something you've done, even if the situation or the circumstance led up to it. No, it, it's never been about you. It's, it's always been about a devil who hates the world. He hates you. He hates God. He hates God's children, and he'll do whatever he can to take y'all down. And so you, you got to let God fight the battle because he's not going to let you lose. His name's on the line. His identity is on the line. So he'll always fight it for you. So give up. Stop trying to do it on your own. You can't win on your own power. And you're not meant to fight. We weren't meant to fight. You're not meant to fight. The only thing you're meant to fight is the good fight of faith. But the good fight of faith says that I'm gonna let God fight my battles for me because the victory is the Lord's. It's not, it's not mine. This is the victory that has overcome the world, your faith. That's how you win, by putting your faith in the God who wins every single time. It's not your battle. 
So let God fight it for you. And this third and this last thing is that peace is a choice. Peace is a choice. And this verse 14, Moses said, you shall hold your peace or you shall stay still. And, and he said it in a way almost like they had a choice, right? right? Like you shall hold your peace, hold your peace. Like, like he's saying it to them like they actually have the ability to do that, to stay still and to have peace in the situation. Listen, I, I get it. When, when the pressure's on and the war is waging and, um, and, and things are, are crazy, life's crazy, work's crazy, you don't get a moment of free time, you don't get a moment of rest, it's, it, it seems like peace is completely unattainable. It seems like staying still and letting God fight for you is, is the complete opposite of what you should do. It, I, I get that. It's, I, when I get sick, I'm a baby, all right? When I... I, uh, I, I expect everybody to drop what they're doing and take care of me, right? How many of you, you expect people to take care of you when you're sick? I mean, hopefully people are going to take care of you when you're sick. But I, I milk it. Like, I'm like, you know, I, I'm feeling a little better, but, you know, what, what's one more day? I can, I can ask off work one more day. You know, I, 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 I can let these people just, I, there's something about us that, that we almost in a weird way like to stay in that situation, and, and we kind of get it in our minds that sometimes staying in that situation is the right thing to do. And it's the right way to win that, that battle because maybe we deserve it. Maybe this, that. But no, life is never going to get better if you just accept defeat. Life is never going to get better if you stop uh, letting God fight for you. You've got to continue to put your faith in God. Continue to trust him. Even when you don't feel like it. Even when you're not feeling good. Even when you don't get a moment to breathe. You've got to continue to trust God. And continue to let him fight the battle for you. Because he'll never lose. He'll never let you down. He'll never leave you. And he'll never forsake you. And, and you may not always see things change immediately. But it just starts with the decision. It just starts with the choice to, to be still. And to trust God. And you will see things change. I, I promise you. I guarantee you. Things will change for you. Because God's always fighting for you. He's always fighting for you. There's, I, I tell the youth this. There's two things about me. Did any of y'all know those two things, those special things about me? You remember, Joe? Okay, that's one of them. Do you remember the other one? I'm, I'm really funny, right? That's the first thing. The first thing is that I'm really funny. Like, I, I have a really good sense of humor. Like, I just, you know, whenever I preach, students, they're just, they die laughing because I'm so funny. Like, that's, that's how it is. But the second thing is, the second thing is what class? I love spreadsheets, all right? I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but I just love spreadsheets. I love the structure that they bring to my life. I will make a spreadsheet for anything. For Encounter, I probably had like 20 spreadsheets going up. 50? Okay, maybe I had 50 spreadsheets going up. I don't know what it is about it. I just love having my life organized in spreadsheets. It makes me feel comfortable, all right? It makes me feel safe. I don't, I don't know what it is about it. <laughs> I, was, I was getting ready for Encounter last Thursday, and um, I, it was early in the morning, and I had a lot to do, but I, I have to be very intentional about spending time with God, because I have the personality where I, I just like to work, I like to go, 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 I don't like dead space, I don't like wasting time, and, and, and sometimes it feels like if I take time out of my busy day to, to have a conversation with God, sometimes it feels like, like well, maybe I'm not going to be as productive. And so it's just this internal battle that I, I fight a lot. But I, I have to be so deliberate about waking up early and about the first thing I'm doing is, is spending time with God. And so I was doing that. And I, I, sometimes I have to go to Starbucks because if I don't, I'm going to get distracted and I'm not 
going to make it happen. So I went to Starbucks and pulled up my computer and was reading the Bible <laughs> on my computer. And it's like almost subconsciously, like my three fingers slid across the trackpad and my Google sheet came back up. And I started just like almost like just subconsciously, I just started typing in it and then realized I'm like, wait, what am I doing? So I swipe back over and this happened like three or four times. I'm like, what am, why can I not like stay focused on this? But listen, peace is a choice. You have to continually choose. You have to continually choose it. You have to be so intentional about it. And maybe that means waking up a little earlier to spend some time with God. Maybe it means making some, some time out of your busy day to have a conversation with God and to talk to him about what's going on. But you have to continually choose it. You know, there's always gonna be distractions in your life. There's always gonna be things that, that come to, to steal that joy and that peace from your life, but you always, always, always have to choose peace because if you don't, you're not going to experience it. If you don't continually choose peace, you're not going to have peace. If you want your situation to change and you want your life to get better, you've got to choose the peace of God because that is the one thing that'll take away every worry, every fear, every anxiety, every stress. The peace of God is the answer. It is the victory. It's the one thing that, that will win every single time. It's the thing that ends battles. That's what peace does. It ends the war. You've got to have peace in your life. You've got to be so deliberate about choosing peace. You can be in slavery for the rest of your life, or you can start living in the promise. But, but either way, it, it, you've got to choose peace. It starts with choosing peace. You need it in your life. And the Israelites, they, they weren't in slavery anymore, but they weren't quite out of slavery. They, they were in this awkward transition, this awkward middle school transition is what I call it, of their life where like they're not in the promise, but they're not quite out of slavery. And, and, and that's a, a weird time to, to choose to decide peace. But they, they had to do it. They, that's something you have to do no matter what your season of life is. And so you know how the story goes. God parted the Red Sea. The Israelites crossed it. The Egyptians were destroyed. It was an outcome that the Israelites would have never foreseen. They could have never predicted. They could have never expected it to happen. But, but had Moses not decided to let God fight that battle for them, who knows what would have happened. They probably would have been destroyed because they were trying to fight it by themselves. But thank God, Moses, he continued to trust God and he continued to hold on to that peace. He continued to stay still and let God fight for them. Darren, you want to go and come up? I want you all to remember that as you leave tonight, to, that, that peace is yours, that you need peace. It's not like the, the wussy way out of things. It's not, it's not quitting and giving up. It's, it is giving up in a sense, but it's giving up trying to do things on your own. You need the peace of God. The, the peace of God, it'll change your life. And that peace is for you right now in your situation, in this time, in this season of your life, you can have that peace. And, and that peace is surrender. It's not doing it on your own. It's letting God do it for you because you can't do it on your own. And the last thing is that peace is a choice. You've got to continually choose peace. You've got to be so deliberate about peace. Would you all bow your head with me for just a moment? I know we all have, we all have battles that we're fighting, big, small, whatever they look at, whatever they look like, whatever size they are, however many times we've lost, however many times we felt defeated, however many times that, that you feel like you've, you've tried to fight, you've tried to do the same thing over and over, and, and you're just waiting for the change, you're just waiting for the promise, you're just, you're just waiting for the victory, but things change tonight. Because if, if you get this peace inside your heart and you hold on to it, 
your life will change. You don't have to struggle with the anxiety. You don't have to fear the unknown. You don't have to worry about what tomorrow's gonna bring. Tomorrow's got plenty of worries. You don't need to add on to that. But you can sit back and relax. You can go home tonight in peace and you can sleep because God is fighting your battles for you. You don't have to worry about what's gonna happen to you in the middle of the night. You don't have to worry about what's gonna happen tomorrow because God's the one that's worrying about it. He sent his angels before you to take care of every single thing that you're ever gonna come up against. God's fighting your battle for you and whatever that battle is for you tonight, whatever, whatever thing that you've been trying to do on your own, whatever situation you've been trying to overcome, whatever ailment, whatever addiction, whatever it is, stop, give up. Stop trying to win on your own power. You have the Holy Spirit, which means you have the answer living inside of you. It's God who's fighting that battle. And if that's you in here tonight, I'm about to pray for you. I'm talking to you. And I'm gonna ask that you just make this decision fresh in your life. God, if that's anybody in here tonight, whatever that battle is, whatever that fear, whatever, God, I thank you that you're invading the situation, that you're taking charge and that you're fighting the battle for them and that they're just gonna let go, that they're just gonna step back and they're gonna watch the victory of the Lord. God, I thank you for peace to invade every heart, that the, the peace of God that passes all understanding, God, it will guard their heart and it'll guard their mind that nothing can come at them when they hold on to peace. Nothing can hurt them, nothing can harm them, nothing can, can beat them, Nothing can overcome them, God, because you've overcome every single situation and you've overcome every single trial. God, and I thank you that they will see your victory in their life, but it starts right now by fighting the good fight of faith. And I thank you that faith is rising on each and every heart, God, that they will rest assured knowing that you will come through for them, God. You will never leave them and you will never forsake them. God, I thank you. I thank you that they're letting it go, that they're letting go of the wheel that they're stopping it, that they're quitting. God, I thank you for your peace. We love you, Father, and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.